Jen. Welcome to episode two of season two. It's like a double-double or something. Choo-choo. I was so excited this morning when I got up and realized we were doing this. Podcast day. How are you? I'm good. Um, remember when we talked last week, which was actually technically like 48 hours ago, and I said that you should come to yoga with me? Well, we talked about me oh, yeah. coming to yoga. Mm-hmm. And you'd just been to physio, and he told you that you can only do wheelchair basketball right. <laughs> from now on. With no twisting. I was thinking about you. Oh, was no twisting? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Because I've been to, it was restorative yoga, and I've been to restorative yoga before. And there was like pigeon, like a couple of different poses that we took time to get into. And we held the pose for like five to eight minutes in a dark room. Okay. That's what I was expecting. We really did not move in this restorative class. I was like, Jen super could have come. So this is what we did. We laid down for 15 minutes and she came by with like blankets and pillows and bolsters to make sure that we were lying down comfortably. And then we rolled to the left. That's what we did. And she aligned all the bolsters on the left so that every single part of your body was supported. I'm going to cry. And she came over to me and she's like, do you mind if I, if I touch you? I'm like, sure. Because there was apparently one part of my foot that wasn't quite on the bolster and being completely supported. So then we laid there for 15 minutes. That was like a slight twist, though. We'll just say like we were laying on our side completely supported. I can do that. And she did say if you want to make it more of a twist, you could like open your arm. So you could have skipped that part. Then we came back onto our back for 10 minutes and then wait for it. We rolled onto our right side. Okay. (laughs) And if that wasn't enough, then we had Shavasana. (laughs) Where we put eye bags on our eyes and truly relaxed. And that was the entire Uh, yoga class. I wish I'd gone with you. So next time you're... And then I went... Normally I would have a steam... Because I um, just can't imagine going to the gym without a steam. But I was so relaxed and I hadn't really made a sweat. I hadn't broken a sweat. I was too lazy to take my clothes off. So I just came home. But yeah. I uh, practiced restoratively eating an entire pizza <laughs> and watching the movie Wine Country. I do love that movie. I probably should have come with you. I didn't know because I can't. I didn't know either because you sometimes like – if you're really a mess, which it sounds like you are, like mm-hmm. physically and mentally. No, <laughs> no, that's accurate. That's fair. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm just teasing. It's so true. But pigeon can be like a super awkward pose. It's- I have trouble with it already and I'm, yeah. yeah. So anyway, just so we know, the Wednesday night or whenever it was restorative yoga class from eight to nine is pretty restorative. Where do you go? I'm still at Midtown. Oh, yeah. Okay. In Utremonte. So what's on the topic for today? We are going to talk about jealousy and envy. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, my gosh. So, are you going to force me to tell you all the ways I'm envious of you? Yes. That's actually why I <laughs> just chose this topic. <laughs> because I've been in a very dark place and I need to pick me up. Your comedy skills, your singing skills, your creativity. Keep going, Nets. Keep them coming. 
Your intense sexuality. <laughs> God, I have the libido of a piece of balsa wood. Well, you hide it well. Sexy pot. I was surprised. I was doing some research on this topic, as one does for season two. Little more prepared this season, working on it. Um, that there was actually a difference between envy and jealousy. And it was funny because we have this, not not we, this was the point. My father-in-law has a private lake on a mountain. I'm already jealous and envious. <laughs> we're driving up. It's like a two-minute drive from our house. And our friends were behind us. They'd never been there before. And as we pulled onto the beach, it's it's just beautiful. Everybody's windows are open. And my youngest son, Elliot, shouts out, I, I bet they're going to be jealous. It's so nice. And I was like, oh, my God, you're totally embarrassing me. And my friend Lenka gets out and goes, it's envious is the right word. And yes, I'm envious. And that was the first time I realized, like, is there a difference? And it wasn't until I Googled it today that I'm like, yes, my friend Lenka is so smart. She knows all the words and all the differences. Envy occurs when we lack a desired attribute enjoyed by another. So I am envious of people that make more money than me. I'm envious of people that are thinner than me. I mean, I could go on and on. How no, long I get you it. got? I'm yeah. envious of people who have nicer kids than mine. Like, yeah. I I'm envious of sexy women that get up and practice stand-up comedy. Right. Yeah. Jealousy occurs when something we already have, and it's usually a relationship, is threatened by a third person. Or feels threatened. Right. Yes. Some people are. So once I read that, I realized that I am not a jealous person at all. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably a 0.5. And I've had friends who have had their spouses cheat. And they're like, no, 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 you, want, you, need, to, you need to pay more attention. And you never know. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, God, I don't need to like, pay more also, attention. Do you need to know? First, I, it's just, it would just be exhausting following him around with the camera. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I've never been a jealous person, but envy, 10 out of 10. I think I'm right. I'm on the same page. <gasps> I'm on the same page with Jenna and Nancy. I know a lot about jealousy because I, a long time ago, I've been jealous in a relationship where there was absolute cause to be. Uh, and I've been with partners who are extremely jealous, but it's not like a typical thing for me to feel. Yeah, I don't really have time for it. I I don't think I've been with some someone that's been jealous. And I've been very, very lucky because I don't think anyone's cheated on me that I know of. And so I have never been given a reason to feel jealous or suspicious. But for sure, if someone had betrayed me, I think we talked about this in a previous episode that I, I don't really feel like I have been hugely mm. betrayed. Mm-hmm. Can't remember which episode. Yeah. So I haven't been touched by betrayal. So jealousy hasn't been or suspicion isn't isn't on my radar. So I was reading like what jealousy is in an article, Psychology Today. and Not Healthline? No, I went there too. <laughs> <laughs> It was talking about how obviously it doesn't have to just be cheating. Their jealousy can be like among siblings. It can be Yeah, that's colleagues. true. I never thought about like it's, that. Yeah. I think about, like you said, something feels threatened, right? So, and I imagine it's often attention. Yeah. Being the most Or even like financial support. If it's like, you can be jealous of your siblings getting more attention yeah. or financial yeah, support. Yeah, 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 exactly. Parents. And I don't think that that's envy so much because 
some of the main reasons that they were citing for someone to be jealous would be that they were insecure, possessive, have feelings of inadequacy, like have attachment issues. Right. So I think that applies. Well, they said it did, but I also can see how that would apply to like a, other kinds of. Yeah. Not just romantic relationships. relationships yeah, yeah. For sure. And then in a conversation last night with someone, I was discussing how like how it's interesting that I think one, there's so many things at play. Like, like you said, you've never been betrayed, but like maybe someone hasn't been betrayed by someone, but they're deeply insecure or they're not feeling secure in that relationship they're in. Right. Or yeah, we were just talking about like the different things that might make somebody be jealous where their partner maybe is not at all jealous. So I was thinking about why am I not jealous? Because my partner could easily cheat yeah. on me and I'm like, so in the relationship I'm in right now, for example, like Joe travels a lot and I'm never worried that she's having an affair with Renault Ren- who well, also like, travels a lot. Yeah. And it's not that I don't <laughs> think she is. It's just like, it doesn't worry me. <laughs> no. Um, but I think like for me, I don't, I'm going to just say this. I don't know how to say this in a not. I just want to say your hair looks fantastic today. Really? Yeah. I just gave up on it. Well, you should run with the giving up because it's just like I'm playing hard to get with my own hair. <laughs> it's working. Anyway, um, I wish our listeners could see it. <laughs> that's funny. When I walked in, I was it's like, very oh. too sold. Oh, if yeah. That's that. a word. <laughs> I well, know. I know it's a word. I don't know how, the, how you pronounce it. Anyway, I'm very envious of your hair today. Oh, thank you. I was envious of your hair when I walked in. I thought I wanted your haircut. You know what's happening? Our boat hair is growing out. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I think also one of the things at play is like, what does it mean to you? So for one person, maybe their partner cheating on them means they're going to lose that partner. Maybe it means they're going to lose their home, their, their family, financial security. their financial security. Uh, they might be um, access to their kids. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. They may be extremely dependent on their partner emotionally. So they feel like they can't live without them, even on an emotional level. Financially. Did I mention financially? <laughs> They might also just the thought of seeing their partner with someone else is like more than they can handle. And for me, when I think about a relationship ending, and I'm not saying I've always been this way, Uh like probably in my 20s, I wasn't as much like this. Although, no, I think I had a pretty, I think I've, oh, no, yeah, I'm going to take that back. I've been like this most of my life. I don't have as much riding on a relationship with somebody in my head. It's not that it won't be upsetting. It's I know it's right. going to hurt. I know I might be brokenhearted. I may be depressed for a while. It will take time to learn to trust again, blah, blah. But I've been through a lot, a lot of pain in my life. Like I understand what that is and I know I'll get past yeah, it. Okay. So I don't feel like my whole world is going to come crumbling down around me if my relationship ends. Right. I do have a very fragile ego, but it's still quite... Got a large foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I also, my first thought wouldn't be like, oh, they're cheating on me. What's wrong with me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I have fragile moments in life where I might go there, but overall, basically like I, that wouldn't mean like I was a worthless person or a crappy partner Whereas somebody else might read it that way too. Right. Like, oh, if they're mm-hmm. cheating on me, that reflects on. Must mean I'm deficient yeah. in some way. Yeah. So I think that everyone There's like so many different, you know, contributing factors to whether or not somebody would be a jealous person or not. Mm -hmm. And at what point in their life they might be and other times not. So I find that really 
really interesting. And even though I know all this in theory, I still have a really hard time when I'm in relationships with people who are jealous, who are very like suspicious of my behaviors or totally rubs me the wrong way. Like I can't think of like a specific instance, but, and I don't really want to single out Renault because he's not really a jealous person either, but um, I'll just give a hypothetical, which is when someone tells you you're doing this, mm-hmm. You're going there because you yeah. have a crush on that guy. Yeah. And or or whatever. And I'm like, don't tell me why I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Especially if it's not true. You know, like it just makes me so mad that you could decide. This is what the the heart of the issue is. You're telling yourself a story about what I'm thinking or what I'm doing or how I'm behaving that puts you in a position of feeling threatened. But it's a whole story that you're telling yourself that's not true. Yeah. And it's exhausting to me that I should have to defend myself or explain myself on a story that you've made up. That's exactly how I feel. Plus, on top of that, and I realize this isn't this is as unfair as what that person is doing. But for me, and I'm going to apologize to everyone who's listening who is having an affair (laughs) or is a big fat (laughs) cheater. To me, and I'm not saying I've never cheated on anyone. I have in my younger days. But in my mind, someone who would cheat before getting out of a relationship is being selfish and like in in my head, like for my own self. I'm not calling people selfish and weak. Just like in my head, that's how I see that. So like it's a lack of integrity. Yeah. And like I 100% understand the temptation or to have crushes or to have you know, to be, yeah, to be tempted by these things, I totally get, but to give into those things to me feels like a selfish and weak thing. So on top of my, all the frustrations that you just mentioned, which I definitely can relate to that feeling that you have to defend yourself against something you didn't even do, which is not fair. And it's not just romantic partners either. Like Mm -hmm. maybe that's why I couldn't think of something with Renault, but it's like, but I know how it feels in my body. Yeah. It makes me enraged. So I know what's happened to me, but it's even like in friendships yeah. where they're like, you're doing this because you yeah. prefer her to me and you don't value our friendship anymore. And it's like, please don't tell me if I value your friendship anymore. Like, ask me, don't exactly. tell me. I've been in, in that situation with friends before also, not just lovers, like you said. And it is, it's just as infuriating. But then on top of that, I also feel like the person is not just accusing me, but like that in their mind, I am selfish and weak, that I would do that. Right. It's insulting. And it grosses me That I have a lack of integrity. Yeah, a lack of integrity. I love that you said that because that's that perfectly encompasses it. And I I have like this extra anger too. Like not only am I annoyed because you shouldn't be making, you shouldn't be putting this on me in the first place and making these assumptions about me, but I'm also annoyed because I feel like you're insulting me. Right. So I find it very, very difficult to deal with somebody who is being jealous. And I know that. So in the article that I was reading on um, the psychology today, whatever it was, was saying like ways that you could deal with a partner. But I imagine it could be a friend, a colleague, whoever. Colleagues, too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I know. Because I'm like still in my head. I'm like, "Mm, has a friend really done that to me? It's colleagues. And you're stuck in this situation with them because you work together. You can't, you can't even leave the relationship without quitting. Like you're forced to deal with this. And the colleague is telling you how you behaved in such a way to get the boss's admiration. And and you threw me under the bus so that you could 
have a better relationship with the boss and look better. And I'm like, that's, that's the few instances that it's really happened to me. I've had all three. I've had partners going into jealous rages about stuff I didn't even do, just stuff that they thought I might be doing with Mm -hmm. zero evidence that even, I don't want to go into details about it, but just like, just accusing me of stuff based on like their thought pattern. Like if if I, if I was doing the thing that that would mean that I was cheating, so she must be cheating or whatever kind of stuff, whatever their lack of confidence. And I'm all like, when I throw you under the bus, you'll know it. (laughs) (laughs) You won't get back up again. I've actually actually said, not in that menacing tone, I should try that, but I have actually said, like, if I am that attracted to someone else that I think I'm going to do something about it, I will leave you. You will be in my way. Like, I don't want you in my way. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to play this game. That I'm sneaking around. Yeah. Like, why would I, even for my own self, like how, God, I'm just a jerk, but how terribly inconvenient. (laughs) No, but for real, like out of respect for my partner and out of respect for myself, out of respect for the person, like I don't, it's not like when I was like 18 and I was drunk and it was just like, oops, it, you yeah. know, like I tripped on, fell on him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God, I have to tell you, no, this isn't the place. You can tell me and I can edit it out. Okay, but it's just like I had a traumatizing m- memory ages ago I don't remember if I told you this and I already blocked it out but like I was telling Joanne about it and then I'm like I don't even know if Nancy remembers this or why she's still my friend except for that I was like 16 but is this when you slept with Ken I didn't even and I loved him no it's when I tried to make out with your boyfriend in the backyard at Mason Street Chris or something Everybody made out with Chris. But I remember like wanting to and like you walked up and you were like, what? He was not down. Like he was just like, what are you doing? And then you walked up and you were like, what are you doing, Jen? And I was like, eh. like, like I was. Just I cannot. Drunk. Honestly, I cannot remember that. But I did have a super, super crush on Ken. And he was not my boyfriend. And you probably didn't even know that I had a super crush on him. I didn't. But we went over to Vancouver and you. And, and yeah. Anyway, I remember it. And I went in there in the morning and you guys were cuddled up sleeping and I found $5 in my wallet and I caught the bus to the ferry and I went home by myself. That was a bit sad. Did you tell me? No. Nancy. Because he wasn't my boyfriend. Did I know you were in love with him? Did, would you have cared? No. <gasps> No, no, no. I'm totally kidding. Anyway, that I mean, was. I mean, I probably wouldn't have, but like, I, no, I wouldn't have cared. I, I still, I, seriously, I don't care. But. That when you said like, oh, I had this memory of when we were 16, that was just the first thing. Because I seriously cannot even remember the Chris thing. At this moment, I didn't even know you'd ever met Chris. Like, I can't remember. So I told Joe that it was making me sick to my stomach to have this memory. And and you don't even care. I I can't even remember. And then you tell me something that I didn't even know hurt your feelings. And now... Yeah, deep pain. No, don't care. Honestly, you, the th- the thing is that this this part I have to. Were edit you jealous? Out. Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> I was jealous or maybe envious because he wasn't mine to lose, so it was more envy. The thing is that you had already hooked up with Ken, and then I hooked up with Ken a few months later, and I had a crush on him, and then a few months later you hooked up with Ken again. So. Now we're really opening a window into what our lives were like when we were 16. But um, it was certainly in no situation that you had fooled around with my boyfriend. Nothing like that. Okay. And poor Ken went on to pass away in a fire. So 
was very sad. I know. I was going to say, like, I'm sorry and I regret Please doing don't. that, but I don't because, first of all, it was super <laughs> fun. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> he was such a nice he guy. was really, really fun. Yeah. And he's not alive anymore. I know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was reading about, like, what should you do if your partner is exhibiting unwarranted jealousy? Mm, I want to hear this. But it really just said, you should realize your partner's jealousy isn't about you, it's about them. Agreed. Respond to expressions of jealousy by reassuring your partner of your love, which just irritated me. But I can see how that would work because I did have a relationship before where I got a little bit jealous a couple times. And my partner at the time just like reassured me immediately. Like I was like, who was that girl in that picture with you? That and the worst is if, when they try to do like a power struggle. Yeah, but like that's when you, you that's yeah. So I've been in that situation where with someone who was cheating and it was just like he was so defensive, like yeah. irate and self-righteous and then I, which made me feel dumb. But then I w- was right. So that's silly. But I did have a partner. Yeah, not that long ago who if I said I saw this picture was taken of you last night and this girl's like throwing herself on you, whatever. And he would like kind of laugh, not laugh in a dismissive way, but kind of laugh and be like, she's 16. She's a fan because he Mm -hmm. was a DJ. And I was like, oh, or he'd be like, oh, that that's Gwen. She's the boy girlfriend of so-and-so. Like he was so relaxed about it and, and not defensive at all. And just like explain immediately Mm -hmm. who that person is, but not, not jumping to explain it either. Just like super relaxed and yeah, I just really, there was like just a couple times where I questioned something and he immediately reassured me. I just find it hard to reassure someone who's like a accusing pit. you of stuff. Yeah. Or the reassurance is never enough. Yeah. Yeah. You can reassure them. And yeah. then they keep saying like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, and then it said, yeah, just to, to basically reassure them, but there's only so much reassuring you can do. But it is a good first step. And then after that, it's kind of on them. So the next thing it said, like, if you're the je- jealous person, avoid situations that are going to arouse false suspicion. So like don't stalk your partner on Facebook and analyze like every movement that they do. That's really hard if you have been cheated on. Yeah. But if you haven't been, I definitely think it's a good first step to do something else with your life. Mm -hmm. Then prepare yourself for a situation that has never happened and probably never will happen. Yeah. And may never happen. Well, that's the thing too, right? So you're just reacting to something that isn't real at that point. But yeah, it said, uh, obviously then communicate with your partner, tell them that you're feeling jealous or insecure, give mm-hmm. them the opportunity to to reassure you or explain themselves. And then, you know, work on yourself, building confidence, like look at the reasons that you're feeling jealous. Mm-hmm. Is there more to it than that? And then obviously if you're having a really hard time with it and don't seem to be able to let it go to get professional help like to see a therapist and uh work on whatever it is your trust issues or your confidence issues or whatever or take sometimes you need to take medication too um we have a patreon episode coming up on Mm -hmm. not specifically medication but i've really struggled not with jealousy so much but more telling myself stories in my head Uh, not jealousy like he's going to have a relationship with someone but more uh, he doesn't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. And just but if that's stemming stuff. from the same place. It is coming from exactly that's the same it. place. So if it's yeah. a lack of confidence or anxiety or anyway, we'll get into that in that episode. But yeah, jealousy can definitely be coming from a, a similar place, even a trauma, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It's just feeling of feeling inadequate and insecure and how you project those feelings onto someone else. Mm. So for some people, it might be jealousy. And for me, it was just like 
I wanted to do it as a Patreon episode because it's kind of embarrassing for me to look back and just see some of the ways I behaved. But like, do you love me? Do you really love me? Like, oh God, exhausting. And we'll talk more about it in the Patreon episode, but medication made a huge difference for Mm -hmm. me. So the kind of jealousy that I do have, but maybe it's envy, which we'll get into, Mm -hmm. is more... Well, sometimes it's clearly envy and sometimes it feels a bit more like jealousy. So maybe that's where I blur the line because sometimes... Well, I think jealousy is something that you already have that you risk losing. Envy is something that you don't have that you wished you did. So those that's... I mean, I know that there's some gray areas there and they sometimes go together. Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way has a segment about... I'm shocked you brought God, her up. Have it's so we rare. had one episode where I haven't <laughs> mentioned her? No, but she has a section on jealousy. It's really cool. It's a it's a tool. I'm gonna read read you what she says about it, but I think it might actually be more envy because it's definitely okay. what I relate to. Cool. So um, this is what it says. Uh, jealousy, I have often heard, is a normal human emotion. When I hear that, I think maybe your jealousy is, but not mine. My jealousy roars in the head, tightens the chest, massages my stomach lining with a cold fist as it searches out the best grip. I have long regarded jealousy as my greatest weakness. Only recently have I seen it for the tough love friend that it is. Jealousy is a map. Each of our jealousy maps differs. Each of us will probably be surprised by some of the things that we discover on our own. My jealousy had actually been a mask for my fear of doing something that I really wanted to do but was not yet brave enough to take action toward. Jealousy is always a mask for fear, fear that we aren't able to get what we want, frustration that somebody else seems to be getting what is rightfully ours, even if we are too frightened to allow for the abundance and multiplicity of the universe. Jealousy tells us there is room for only one, one poet, one painter, one whatever it is that you're dreaming of being. The truth revealed by action in the direction of our dreams is that there is room for all of us. So when I was reading that, I found it so helpful because from then on, whenever I was feeling what I thought was jealous, but I think is envious. Uh, Yeah, I think there's like definitions, but I I can see what she's saying and I see there's like a bit of jealousy and... Yeah, and I I really then started using my jealousy as like a message from myself. So if I felt jealous, I was like, whoa, what's going on? And And you mentioned something before... In a different episode about the woman with the white pants or the white suit. Do you remember? Well, yeah, yeah, no, it was um, a therapist that I saw years ago. And she told me that it was actually about Renault's income, financial. Who knew? Who could have guessed that my envy of Renault's income was a cancer in our relationship and it would tear us apart? And that what I could do with my envy was turn it into admiration. Oh, yeah, admiration. And that's worked well for me a lot. So in the same vein as that, what I try to do is take my envy. I think you end up admiring the person as a result of this anyway or recognizing that that's what this secretly is. So why am I feeling envious of this person? Like sometimes you don't like the person because of like you think you don't like them. You're like, oh, that girl, she's so annoying. yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, why do you find her so annoying? She's just standing there all beautiful and confident. And like, <laughs> People are laughing at her jokes. Exactly. <laughs> so I, when I am feeling envious or irritated towards somebody and I can't. With, you catch yourself. Like yeah. set, be more self-aware. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? And what is this story that I'm telling myself? Is it true? 
And actually, this has nothing to do with jealousy or envy, but it's a similar thing that I do the same thing when I have like an infatuation with somebody, like a huge crush on them. Mm -hmm. It was my dad of all people who responded. I think I had said that I was in love with Jack Black or somebody like that. And he wrote back to me one day, like an email, we were emailing back and forth. And he said, you know, you've told me that you're madly in love with, I don't remember, say Jack Black and uh, Russell Brand and this other person and this other person. And he said, they're all comedians. They're all writers. They're all musicians. Are you sure you want to marry these people? Maybe you just want to be them. And I was like, dun, dun, dun. Like, oh, that's so awesome. The thing is, you admire them. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and I sometimes I forget and I have to check in with myself and remind myself if I feel like infatuated with somebody as well to do the same thing as when I feel jealous. Like, are you, do you, are you in love with this person or are they just all the things you want to be? Do they have traits that yeah. you wish that you had? Yeah. So when I'm feeling like a giant crush on somebody, I feel like it's the same, same sort of check-in to do with myself. Like, mm-hmm. do you... Are you in love with this person or do you just admire them? And is this an awesome opportunity to remind yourself of things that you're not taking care of or doing that, right. that you could be focusing on more for yourself? Because I always love this certain haircut that I see other women with. And I think that I want to marry every woman <laughs> who has that haircut. And then the other day I was like, maybe you just want that, <laughs> that haircut. Um, do you feel complete in that thought? I do. Yeah, okay. completely. Because I actually have um, completely, completely five ways to help overcome envy. Nice. And um, you've touched on one of them. Uh, we touched on a few of them. But I'll just start at the beginning. Um, there's this great quote from Harold Coffin. I don't envy Harold's last name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Harold says, envy is the art of counting the other fellow's blessings instead of your own. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, and we've touched on this. I guess this is, you know, going to come up a lot as we move into season two and three and four. We have touched on this tip before, but compare yourself to yourself and not others. So if we're feeling envious because that person's. So let's take me, for example, back to me. It always comes back to me somehow. If I'm envious because... There's a woman that's thinner or stronger than me. Instead of that going, oh, I hate her or I love her or whatever, because she's got something that I want. Why don't I say, you know, in the last year, I've been to the gym probably 50 times. I've, I feel strong and just sort of list all the ways that I have improved in the last year. And already even saying that to you right now, I just feel better. Yeah. And the other thing was, which we also mentioned before, is to compare yourself for how far you've come and not how far you still have to go. So I still need to lose 40, 50, 60 pounds, whatever the number is. And that's just going to make me feel like crap if I think about that. But again, to look at how far I've come and how I'm able to lift heavier weights, I'm able to run longer than I could have even a few months ago, suddenly my my mindset starts to improve. Mm -hmm. And the second one was gratitude. We actually did a whole episode on gratitude, uh, number four. And so I don't know if we've talked about neural pathways before. I'm not sure, actually. It's basically like the short thing is we have like these highways in our brain. So we have like little country roads and big highways. And 
our brain will just take, or if you think about it like a flowing river, how water chooses the mm-hmm. most natural path. And so if we have a history of feeling envious, as I do, my first thought will be envy because that's just the natural highway. It's a highway instead of a country road. It's a big river instead of a small stream. And the more often you go down that road, the wider the wider it gets, it gets and yeah. the stronger it gets until it's almost impossible for me to believe any other story. Mm-hmm. The highway is a super highway. But gratitude will interrupt that. So if feeling thankful for all of the things I do have, even like the gym, like my gym is fantastic. It has all of the resources and the skip ropes and the weights and the mats and anything that I could want to feel healthy and feel strong. And so if I spend more time thinking about the gratitude I have for the gym, I'm taking a small country road stream that has hardly ever gotten used and I'm making it bigger and bigger and bigger And the superhighway of envy is getting smaller. So the whole point of that story was just to say that gratitude can change the neural pathways so that maybe one day that's the superhighway, the gratitude and feeling good instead of the envy and feeling like crap. And this one here, develop an abundance mindset is what triggered me when you were talking about how I have this list and that like envy comes from a place of lack. So instead of focusing on the scarcity, focus on the opportunities. Mm -hmm. We, like you were talking about in the the Julia Cameron passage and what she was talking about was there are so many opportunities to be creative and look at you with your comedy instead of like going, oh, I'm so envious of, of comedians, even Jack Black or whatever, female comedians, you didn't just lie down and get depressed and wallow, you saw that there was an opportunity for you too to get on stage. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have tremendous opportunities. It's 2019 and all of the technology we have to to be online and be creative. I know I get super excited about about opportunities. Even a little and you can create it's really easy to create your own you were saying uh, if you're really feeling envious of somebody who's really, say, super fit or whatever, oh, look, they're so fit, they're doing all these things. Even if it's not something you can attain, maybe you're envious of like some world-class bodybuilder and that's just not a reality for you or a ballet dancer. But there's all kinds of other things you can do to feel more and to be more fit. Mm-hmm. You can go for a walk. You can go for a jog. You can go to the gym, take a yoga class, whatever. We're just so lucky in North America. There's so many people that just don't have opportunity yeah. that we do on, yeah. on every level. Feeling quite grateful right now. And the other two, the fourth one was the admiration that I already said, which was just to try to turn it around into admiration. And fifth one was to do more with your time. Mm-hmm. Like our last episode was on play. And maybe if we were having more fun in our lives... And exploring more of these opportunities, you know, taking small steps to doing what we want to do, we wouldn't have time for this envy. Yeah. Like it's this overthinking. Um, I can't remember what's the word for it. Rumination. Yeah. It's the rumination and the overthinking. Get up and go for a walk. Like enjoy nature. I feel like too, if you find yourself getting stuck in a loop, like you're, you are overthinking, like do it, at least do it productively. Like why? Ask yourself why? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I hate that girl. Why? She's so funny and confident and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Why does that bother you? 
I wish I, I was. I wish I was more yeah. whatever. Is that okay. her fault? Yeah. And then why do you feel like you're not? Because mm-hmm. I spend too much time working and watching TV. Why don't you do something that makes you feel more active? Like you said, why don't yeah. you do like just keep asking you until yourself why you're having these feelings until you get to the part where you're like, oh, here's the, heart the of answer. The issue. <laughs> I need to get outside more. I need to move my body. I need to try something new. And has there ever been a situation in the last month that I have felt funny and beautiful at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I am also funny and beautiful. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying, where you're actually thinking about your assets, not like your deficits. Yeah. Awesome. Well, want to wrap this one up yeah, now well, that we've solved. I was going to say, now that we've cured all our <laughs> listeners of envy and jealousy. You're welcome, guys. If you want to support this podcast, and we would appreciate it if you do, you can go to onthesamepagepod.com and you will find a link to our Patreon where you can subscribe at the $2 level or the $5 a month level. And if you are not in a position to support us, that's fine. Please think about going ahead and leaving an iTunes review. It's free and we love, 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 love it. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy is intended solely for educational and entertainment purposes. A reminder to our listeners that Nancy and I are experts only in our own minds. Information is provided without guarantee or warranty of any kind. Please consult an actual certified professional for any of your physical, mental, emotional, and or spiritual health needs. Thank you so much. On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy is written, hosted, produced, and edited by Nancy Murdoch and Jen Chapman. Original theme music by Jen Chapman. What were you going to say that you're going to have to edit out? No, you. I have to edit something out? No, you said this isn't the time or the place. And I said I'll edit it out. I don't care. You don't have to edit it out. Um, You slept with the love of my life, broke my heart, left me in a mountain of pain for 30 years. But you want to leave it in? Edit out the part where we keep talking about editing out stuff. Are you even listening to me?